You know it as well as I do. As a Christian, we believe that money is the root of all evil. Besides, I don't really want to be bothered by all this money stuff. Not only that, God will provide, so I don't need to plan. Why should I worry about where I'm going to be in 10 or 20 or even 30 years? God will take care of me. I'll just show up. The real truth is I'm not good with numbers, so I can't really handle finances anyway. Of course, I long for financial security and stability, but I might prefer to just put my head in the sand on this topic. Hey there, I'm Victoria, a certified Christian life coach, author, motivational speaker, and university educator, and I am obsessed with helping you navigate through life's ups and downs so that you can live day by day in God's peace despite the many external demands on your time and energy. The Choose to Think Inspirational podcast is about the delicate dance between God transforming you from the inside out and your personal responsibility for change, maturity, and refinement as a Christ follower. On the show, I'll help you connect the dots between your faith and your life in practical, meaningful ways while giving God room to do what only He can do and so that you can shine your light for Christ and be better equipped to serve your family and help others around you. You can change every area of your life one thought at a time. Welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast Brain Changer. Let's dive in. There, this is Victoria, and today we're going to dig around a bit in your pocketbook. What's in your wallet? What's not there? What do you wish were there? And how are you feeling when it comes to your personal finances? If there's one thing I know about women in their 50s and over, we want financial stability, security, and independence, but we may not know how to achieve these things. Goodness knows there are a gazillion factors involved. If you're married and your husband works, things may look vastly different for you. If you're already retired, you may be altogether in a different boat. If you're single, you might not know when you could ever retire, especially with the price of groceries and health care these days. I realize there are a lot of moving parts to this whole dynamic of we want financial stability and security issue, but we got to start somewhere. So let's look at having your finances in tip-top shape, just like a building. Let's say it's a huge fortress. Think about a fortress, a castle. You'll want to have a strong foundation based on your savings, investments, and a clear financial plan. You'll want to build strong walls to keep your money secure and to keep out potential threats. The walls are barriers against unexpected expenses, medical emergencies, and financial crises. Fortresses are strategically designed and planned, and this is something you can do with your finances to help you navigate retirement and your twilight years. If you're like I am, you want that peace of mind, knowing that you've done your best to dot all the I's and cross all the T's when it comes to your financial legacy. And goodness gracious, although we don't want to give way to worry, you understand that by building this fortress and with God's help, you will be resilient in the face of economic downturns or a boatload of unforeseeable circumstances. It's never too late to start managing your finances well and getting a plan in place. And listen, nothing has to be done all at once either. Give yourself one hour a week to work on this kind of stuff. I promise you will make headway. Recently, my husband Jim and I have been hacking our way through all of our retirement stuff, for lack of a better word. I have a dozen piles on the floor labeled by their themes, such as annuity, life insurance, IRA, pension, etc. Trying to keep all these things straight, much less understand what they are, has been a bit tricky. We're trying to consolidate some of these things, and it is 
kind of like a big maze that we're going through. Truly, throughout my life, I've not worried too much about retirement, in part because I know that God will go before me. However, I have had enough wherewithal to do a little something in that area so that I might be able to live with relative ease as I mature. You know the gal you heard talking at the beginning of this episode? Well, I certainly confess to having some of those toxic thoughts, although I know that the love of money is the root of all evil. Have you heard people confuse that? Because that verse is often misquoted. It's not that money is the root of all evil, but the love of it is. There's nothing wrong with money. It's just a resource like the air you breathe. But I've also had thoughts like, I'm not a money person. Have you ever said that about yourself? And by that, I mean, I don't like stock market stuff and investing. I even have an otherwise aloof manner when it comes to my business finances. Once I sat in a business meeting with two friends and the husband scolded me for giving away my business t-shirts. He said, how much did those cost you? And I said, "Mm, about eight bucks. How many have you given away? Well, probably about a hundred. His eyes bulged out of his head. What are you thinking? You need a business plan, Victoria, and a budget for your business. Stat. Stop giving stuff away. My point on this show is that I've hidden behind the thought that I'm not a money person. And I've used that as an excuse to just turn the other way and ignore things that I really should be focusing on. And that is one of the reasons I wanted to help you too. So together, you and I can line up our ducks a bit straighter and possibly change where we need to change. There are really simple things that you can do to get a good grasp on your finances and to feel secure and stable, especially when it comes to your financial future and the legacy you'd like to leave your family. Now, today I'm going to offer 14 tips or action items that you can take to stay on top of your budget and finances and future planning. Now, if you happen to be interested in true wealth, I'd encourage you to backtrack just a bit and tune into episode 254, Think and Grow Rich, Four Tips to Increase Your Eternal Wealth from Psalm 59. And I'll put that link in the show notes for you. But our theme verse for today's episode is Proverbs 21.5. And this is the NIV, quote, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty, end quote. I love the thought of being diligent and reaping the rewards when it comes to finances and just hacking away at this topic and growing here and learning new things. And please don't miss out on the free resource for this episode. It's a two-page document that you can view, download, or print to keep these 14 tips at the front of your mind as you go through all things finances. Please stay tuned to the very end because we're going to face off with those toxic thoughts. I'll offer you life-giving thoughts and scriptures to help you steer your mind in the proper and healthy direction when it comes to your money. Also, I want you to remember that this is part four in the five-part series. In the show notes, you can click to find every single previous episode or part of the series, as well as the free resource that goes with each episode. So let's go with tip number one. Assess your current financial situation and set specific financial goals for the future, including retirement savings, targets, income, expenses, and savings. Just like I need a business plan and a goal sheet for my business, you too, or you and your spouse need to have something to aim at. You need to know and understand exactly where you are so you will know where you would like to go. Do you have a budget? If not, there are so many amazing resources out there for you. You can check out Dave Ramsey's Ministries or Finances God's Way or Crown Financial Ministries to get started. So first you assess your financial situation and set your goals, but then you dig deeper to tip number two. 
evaluate your current expenses and identify areas where you can reduce unnecessary spending or where you can save more. Now, this is a big deal when it comes to budgeting. When Jim and I got married, we were kind of shocked at how much money we spent on groceries. Even now, we spend a ton. But good grief, look at the cost of food these days. Although we are only two people consuming, we still are trying to buy whole, unprocessed, organic foods, and this can be really pricey. The point here is you got to have a budget, otherwise you may possibly never achieve your actual goals and the financial freedom you desire. Be sure to analyze any thoughts you are having regarding your budget that may be holding you back. Life Institute says that the top six reasons why people don't budget are one, it's too hard. Two, I don't know how to make a budget or where to start. Three, I I can make one, but I can't stick to it. Four, my budget doesn't work. Five, budgeting is restrictive. It feels like a straitjacket. Or six, I don't need one. They also give a free sample budget making workbook for you that I am going to include in the show notes. This sheet addresses many of the concerns you may have about your spending and it will help you get on a solid track for change in this area. Tip number three, research and explore various retirement options such as annuities or pension plans to determine what suits your needs. Sometimes the jargon is confusing to me, but here's a quick list to jog your memory. A pension is a retirement savings plan, typically employer funded that gives you regular payments in retirement. A 401k is a workplace retirement plan that gives employees a tax break when they contribute. An annuity is an insurance product and contract that provides a reliable steady stream of payments to support your financial needs for the rest of your life or for a predetermined number of years. IRA stands for Individual Retirement Arrangement. A traditional IRA is a tax-advantaged personal savings plan where contributions may be tax-deductible. A Roth IRA, have you heard of that term, is a tax-advantaged personal savings plan where contributions are not deductible, but qualified distributions may be tax-free. Okay, but maybe you still need a little extra help with all of this, which leads us to the fourth tip. Consult with a financial advisor to develop a personalized financial plan that aligns with your goals and risk tolerance. Aim to develop a comprehensive retirement plan tailored to your goals and risk tolerances. When it comes to investing, you might want to hire a financial advisor, someone trained to align your goals with the amount of risk you feel comfortable making. You know, I had worked for years as an adjunct instructor, and I still do at several different colleges and universities. Because I had invested most of my years as a full-time mom, home educating my four children, I was quite a bit late onto the retirement savings scene. One day, I met with my dad and his financial advisor, and together we came up with a plan to help me invest as much as possible in IRAs. It was at that point that I elected to have rapid, though much riskier, investments made. I wanted to get as much money as possible as quickly as possible into my retirement accounts because I had basically a lifetime of very little savings or contributions in that area, and I needed to move quickly. When you consult with a financial advisor, they can help you identify opportunities to reduce expenses and save more, such as cutting unnecessary subscriptions, or they can help you renegotiate your bills. So tip number five goes right along with this. Consider diversifying your investment portfolio to manage risk and potentially increase returns. 
This is exactly what we did that day. We chose some solid investments and others that were a bit riskier. We spread my money out to optimize earnings, and that gave me a little extra to boost on the other side of that. Tip number six, maximize contributions to retirement accounts such as 401ks or IRAs and take advantage of any employer matching programs. Back when I was single, there was one institution where I was adjunct instructing that allowed me to contribute to an IRA before taxes. They didn't match, but it was still an easy and seamless way to save for retirement since the funds were auto-deducted from my paycheck prior to tax each month. Do you experience daily foot pain? Yeah, that was me not too long ago. I suffered from the dreadful and excruciating plantar fasciitis. You can go back to episode 127 to hear all of the details and additional measures that I took to overcome this painful malady. But today, I want to tell you about a slide-on sandal that I love. I would be absolutely lost without them. They are major contributors to helping me find relief from my aching feet. They're called UFOs. O-O-F-O-S. UFOs. Here's what the manufacturer says about this amazingly soft and comfortable slip-on. You can feel the ooh. The ooh-ah slide features an agile foam strap for additional support and comfort. Like every UFOs shoe, it features ooh foam technology and the patented footbed. Their revolutionary ooh foam technology absorbs 37% more impact than traditional footwear foam materials to reduce the stress on your feet, your joints, and your back. Plus, the closed cell foam is machine washable and it's designed to minimize odor. The UFO's patented footbed cradles and supports arches to reduce energy exertion in the ankles by up to 47% compared to competitors' footwear. So walking is easier, recovery is faster, and you feel better. Scientific research shows that UFOs reduce load, decrease compressive forces, and support foot mobility when compared to traditional footwear. As a result, every UFO style carries the American Podiatric Medical Association seal of acceptance. When you're always on the go, the demand on your joints can translate into fatigue, muscle tightness, and pain. These shoes are designed to help your body work less so you can do more and so that you don't have to slow down. I personally own the slides, the flip-flops, and the clogs. And my husband, Jim, has the slides. Trust me, you will give your feet such a needed feel-good break when you invest in these recovery shoes. I positively love them. Plus, they come in all kinds of funsy colors and styles for every season. I'll put the link in the show notes. Click to take a look and get a pair. Your feet will love you. Number seven, educate yourself about social security benefits and understand the best time to start receiving them. The government website says this, the social security retirement benefit is a monthly check that replaces part of your income when you reduce your hours or stop working altogether. It may not replace all your income, so it's best to identify other ways to pay for your monthly expenses as you age. Eligibility is always based on work. Most jobs take Social Security taxes out of your paycheck so you can get a monthly benefit in retirement. You can check your eligibility on the ssa.gov retirement website and estimate your benefit amount and determine when to apply and explore other fact- factors that may affect your retirement planning. It's really easy to do, end quote. 
Tip number eight, review your insurance coverage, including health, life, and long-term care insurance to ensure adequate protection. Now, this one is a biggie, and I think any insurance agent would want to sit down with you and discuss all of your options. You may want to talk to a couple of them, but the important thing is get your insurance policies, health, life, long-term, get them all up to date and make sure you feel comfortable with where you are in terms of insurance. Number nine, educate yourself. Continuously educate yourself about personal finance and retirement, as well as different investment options and your so-called investment portfolio planning through books, online resources, or workshops. There are so many free resources literally at your fingertips. Tip number 10, research potential healthcare costs during retirement and explore long-term care insurance options if necessary. You may even want to hire an estate lawyer when it comes to managing your estate, but also dealing with long-term health facilities. I want to give you some numbers here as far as where you may end up living based on your health at that time. According to retirementliving.com, you can expect to pay around, well, it's almost $7,000 a month for a nursing home in Lexington, Kentucky. Assisted living will cost about $3,800 a month. If you go from a hospital, let's say to acute rehab center, that facility will charge about $1,600 a day. Although most insurances, even Medicare, will pay this fee for about 21 days or so. Now, acute rehab always has the goal of getting you back home as quickly as possible. They want to rehabilitate and then get you back home. What about someone coming into your home to help you there? Well, the average cost per hour is $27. So 30 hours a week would be about $3,500 a month. At least this is comparable with assisted living. You might be able to hire a caregiver privately as opposed to through an agency, which might have some money, save some money. Please keep in mind that our government offers Medicare and Medicaid to assist with some of these things. Medicare is federal health insurance for anyone age 65 and older, and some people even under 65 with certain disabilities or conditions. Medicaid, think financial aid, is a joint federal and state program that gives health coverage to some people with limited income and resources. Now, unless you have long-term health care insurance, you can expect to use your own money, your own savings, liquidated assets, in order to pay for these types of health care options. After you have exhausted all your personal financial resources, this is when Medicaid actually kicks in. Tip number 11. This is a huge consideration for you, your house. So many folks I know are downsizing these days. The kids are gone and most of the day their huge house is left vacant. So much space is, well, just space without occupants. They don't want to leave a ton of stuff for their kids to go through when they die. And so they take a giant step toward downsizing their living arrangements or exploring other housing options that align with their financial goals. Where would you like to live in your retirement or your golden years? It might be time to begin considering your options on that. Tip number 12, regularly review and update your estate plan, including wills, powers of attorney, and healthcare directives. This is so important. Keep your records up to date and fresh. It is recommended that you update your will every three to five years or after any major life change. 
Make sure your loved ones know your passwords, account numbers, and the location of important documents like life insurance policies and deeds and titles. Invest two hours a week into getting your papers organized and you will be absolutely amazed at how much better you feel once you do. Tip number 13, if you find yourself in need of a bit of extra cash or income, explore part-time or freelance work opportunities if desired, which can provide additional income and purpose during retirement. Wonder how you might spend your time in your later years? A Wall Street Journal article had this to say, quote, according to the Pew Research Center, which has analyzed the ATU or American Time Use Survey, Americans age 60 and older sleep just over eight and a half hours a day on average. About seven hours are spent on leisure, three hours on chores and errands, a little more than one hour on eating, about one hour on personal activities such as grooming and healthcare, and just under an hour on unpaid caregiving and volunteering. Work remains part of the equation as well. Men age 60 plus spend two hours a day on average on paid work. Women age 60 plus spend one hour and 12 minutes. Looking more closely at leisure, the average person age 60 plus spends the bulk of their leisure time about four and a half hours each day in front of a TV, a computer, a tablet, or other electronic device. That's an increase of almost 30 minutes in the past decade. The balance of leisure time is spent among other activities on socializing, reading, listening to music, attending events, etc. End quote. I would encourage you to chase your passions, especially if you haven't really spent your life expressing your genius zone abilities. God created you uniquely. He gifted you with talents and he has a calling on your life. It's a pleasant thing indeed to find that sweet spot between what God has gifted you with and with sharing this talent with others to glorify his name. I absolutely love writing and podcasting, speaking and coaching. It's nice during this supposed third quarter of my life to engage in these things and to point others toward Christ at the same time. It's an honor, really. What do you feel led or called to do? Can you carve out some time, some of your time to do these things? And you might just get paid in the process, which will give you a bit of income to boot. And maybe you're just going to go get a part-time job at Kroger or Walmart, some local store, just to kind of fill in the gaps a little bit, especially if you find that, wow, even though you're in these grandparenting years, and maybe if you're single, so many scenarios as we discussed, you may need to just fill in the gaps here and find ways to add to your monthly income. Also, I have friends who are my age and they're still in considerable debt. So they're working really hard to getting to getting out of debt, which means that they sometimes they have to work even two jobs. And the last tip is keep an emergency fund to cover unexpected expenses and help maintain financial stability. Dave Ramsey suggests starting with a thousand bucks if you currently have debt. Okay, now let's unpack those toxic thoughts that you heard my friend lead off today's episode with. Toxic thought number one, money is the root of all evil. Well, we know that the love of money is the root of all evil, according to the biblical passage. But the life-giving replacement thought is money is a tool for good. By aligning 
financial decisions with your values and faith, it's possible to use money as a force for positive change. Don't you know people who do that? Boy, I do. I had a benefactress for so many years as I was single and she used extra money that she and her husband had and they just dropped it into my bank account. Literally, it was just such a blessing. She was using that for good just to take the edge off for me as a single mom and to help me do things once she paid for an entire missions trip for me to go abroad even. It was just amazing, amazing individual. And don't you want to be that way? Boy, I do. It's so exciting to think that you can help others and contribute to God's work in this world. Toxic thought number two was God will provide so I don't need to plan. Well, the life-giving thought is God's guidance supports my responsible planning. Trusting in God's wisdom can be a source of strength and clarity when you're setting financial goals, when you're budgeting and planning for the future. Responsible planning is an act of stewardship, and you're aligning yourself with God's principles. Toxic thought number three, I'm not good with numbers, so I can't handle finances. The life-giving replacement thought is I can learn and grow in financial wisdom. Indeed, you're listening to this show, right? You're trying to learn something. Seek wisdom and understanding in financial matters through resources, education, and seeking the advice from trusted sources. Proverbs 2.6 says, Quote, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So you too can embrace the opportunity to grow in financial wisdom and stewardship. Now I know that you may say, Victoria, these are, these are just too many things for me to remember. No worries. This is why I created the free resource, this little episode guide just for you. Click the link in the show notes for all the goodness. I truly hope you're enjoying this series on what women want. So far, we've discussed that part one was personal and spiritual development and growth. You also may want part two, emotional and physical health and wellness. Part three was robust personal relationships. And then today, part four, financial stability and security. We have part five left in the series, so be on the lookout. And all of the links to the previous episodes and resources are all in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Much love to you. God bless. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. And listen, if you like what you hear, would you leave us a one to two sentence review at Apple Podcasts, share the link with a friend, or tag me on your share on social media? It would mean the world to me and would help us to keep shining the light of Christ and sharing the good news to others who are in need of encouragement. Please visit us on our website at choosetothink.co. That's with the number two, choosetothink.co, to get on our monthly newsletter list. And if you need a guest speaker for your next women's retreat or church event, I'm your gal. Email me at choose to think at gmail.com. And that's with the number two, choose to think at gmail.com. Finally, I offer limited free mentoring sessions each month where you and I can chat to help you develop a strategy for your thoughts in any area of your life. I'm a certified life coach and I have something to share. Visit choose to think.co and click on mentoring for more details. Also, keep in mind that the messages on this show are for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult your medical doctor for all medical issues. Thank you again for tuning in. God bless you.